Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Don Martelli, host of the PR Bronco Podcast, uh, here today to talk to Barry Horowitz about the challenges nonprofits face in doing what they do best, which is delivering on the mission, and then Barry's work in terms of consulting them through some of those challenges and creating them into opportunities. So tune in. It's a good one. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining me on the latest edition of the PR Bunker Podcast. I am your host, Don Martelli. I am here with a professional and personal friend of mine, Barry Horwitz. How are you, Barry? I'm doing really well, Don. How are you? I'm wonderful, sir. Uh, really pumped about this, uh, this conversation today because, um, you know, you and I have crossed paths professionally for, for years now and really do, um, you know, watch your work from afar and in terms of the, the work you do for, for nonprofits. And today we'll be discussing just what's going on in the nonprofit world and how you're helping them through those challenges. And we'll get into some marketing communications issues as we get to the conversation here. But first and foremost, love to have you just give a brief introduction of, of your background and what you're currently focused on for the audience here. Sure. Thanks, Don. Um, yeah, I've been an independent strategy consultant for about 20 years now, um, but I do have a, a varied and, and diverse background that I bring to that. Uh, I started strategy consulting with the Boston Consulting Group, so that was global firm working with very large companies. I've also been on the other side of the, uh, of the equation. I've been an entrepreneur. Uh, back a while ago, I co-founded a venture-backed internet company with a colleague and we ran that for three years. I was the chief operating officer. I've also been what you might call an intrapreneur. I mean, my first job out of college was I launched an in-store bakery division at a local supermarket chain, built it out to 32 units before going off to business school. Wow. Uh, also launched a mail order pharmacy inside a retailer in the Midwest that, that had pharmacy retail. Jeez, so talk, talk, about a pot- talk about a potpourri of backgrounds. It's a, a rambling oh. path. Well, what's, what's, what's the common connection between all, all those jobs and, and those positions? I think the biggest connection has been growth initiatives, really. Um, you know, landing in the right place and t- trying to figure out some things. I did not know a lot about bakery. I also don't really cook. And yet uh, figure out what it, what it needs, uh, what's needed in order to build that. The mail order pharmacy was uh, at a time when health maintenance uh, was changing and, and retail pharmacy was facing new threats. Uh, and uh, we just saw a gap in the market. We weren't the first, but we were very quick to follow. Ultimately, that one got sold to Medco, which is now Express Scripts. So we, we did fill a space in the, in the Midwest that they weren't. Got it. That's great. So obviously, you talked about change in helping you know, find solutions to problems. Um, I've always said that nonprofits, I mean, the world has kind of flipped on its head where the nonprofits that are doing, you know, great work have the, the most least, I guess, the least resources to do their job. Uh, talk about your work with nonprofits. What does that look like? What does what the, the job entail? And what are some of the challenges you, you're seeing out there? Well, I think you're right with this. You know, people have the impression sometimes that nonprofits are these sort of bake sale little operations. But in a lot of cases, they're really pretty sophisticated. They're facing really tough challenges and, and they look a lot like startups sometimes because they're always starved for financial resources and they're always trying to figure out how to do more with less. Um, they're also challenging because it's not like a, a for-profit where you just try to figure out the best way to grow the bottom line. There's a mission there and you have to think about how can you be effective while still actually getting your costs lower than your revenues. Um, so I try to do something that is, you know, not the classic five-year 
you know, somebody recently called that credenza wear. That's the idea of this, you know, really nice uh, <laughs> five-year brochure or, mm. or, or binder that sits on, on the back of a, you know, mm -hmm. a credenza. And collects dust. Absolutely. Right. Now, so, so part of it is understanding what the, what the organization can do and is trying to do, and then also looking at the context. What's happening outside? What's, what's happening to either customers or the people they serve? Uh, what new regulations may be coming? You know, um, one of the things I've been working on a lot, one of the areas we've talked about is in the health and human services area, where they're facing um, a lot of changes, uh, healthcare, how it's paid for. There are going to be new regulations, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, and, and Medicaid is going to be probably different every state. We know change is coming. We don't know in what form or when. Mm. So one of the things we've tried to do with, with one of them, and this is something that you and I talked about, is um, if we can solidify uh, the operations and focus of one of these organizations, maybe they can be more like the expert, uh, subject matter expert, and speak to the, the regulators and provide some guidance, and, and then perhaps everybody will be better off. So, so sometimes strategy is really thinking about who you have to reach. Mm, sure. I mean, you're right, because ultimately it's about the core of, I think, what you do, what we do at the Belfort Group and, and just in my professional career. It's we connect people, right? We connect people yep. with ideas, solutions, sometimes more challenges <laughs> in, through the work because it, it, it is kind of messy, right? Uh, going, sure. It it's, it's reminds me of, uh, of baking. I couldn't bake a thing, but before, once COVID hit and we needed flour for a recipe, I ended up buying a 50-pound bag of flour, and I said to myself, what am I going to do with 50 pounds of flour? And I said, well, I can make bagels. And eventually I figured it out, right? And I think in your business and my business, a lot of, of it does entail figuring things out. Um, what are the, um, you know, what, maybe walk me through a, a, a brief case study or just kind of put into context the work that you've done in terms of identifying a problem, coming to the table with some solutions and, and, and just kind of, you know, maybe pound your chest a little bit in terms of the success you've had with some of your clients. Sure. Well, well you know, one I can think of uh, quite a while back, actually, was a, was a small um, venue, an art venue, and, and they um, had great uh, hopes for expansion and, and growth. And then we took a look at their financials and realized that, in fact, no, they were in serious debt and might actually be at risk of shutting down. So we tried to take a look at, well, what's the real benefit they, they do? The other thing that had come about with them is that, you know, donors give them a certain amount of money if they'll do this special thing, which is maybe a little off mission. And, and sometimes uh, then they do one more special thing. And, and pretty soon they, you know, the assumption is you get, I don't know, uh, $20,000 and you're going to spend 10000 doing what the investor wants and use the extra. And in fact, instead, what it means is you spend $25,000 doing what they wanted you to do. And it's not on mission and it's more of a distraction. Sure, so sure. in that case, we actually got them to really tighten the focus, uh, do one or two programs that really were on mission and focus the effort there, stop doing other things that were distractions. And um, it really ultimately turned into a way to get the revenue back on track. And then once you're back on track, then you can start thinking about how to grow that more deeply. Sure. Um, that's funny. So that, that's often what it looks like. You know, the, uh, the, I think the misconception about nonprofits is that they're there just to service the community they're built for, which is true. 
but they do have to quote unquote make money, right? They have to drive funds to fund the mission and, and deliver on that mission. I mean, and fundraising is not easy. I mean, it, it was difficult. Oh. It's always been difficult and asking people for money is a hard thing. And I think things that we do here at the firm are designed to help nonprofits with that engine, but it's still a hard thing. I mean, in, in your experience, you know, how has, I guess, fundraising changed or been the same over the years uh, when it comes to working with nonprofits and how, and how do you guide them through that, the, those difficulties? Well, one that we were just looking at is, is an opportunity that came from this crisis of the pandemic. I mean, one of the things that had started to happen, particularly in health and human services, is that everybody starts throwing these galas. And, and galas are, you know, everybody says they love galas. But in fact, if you get invited to five or six in a season, you know, and you listen to some music you don't necessarily want. And yep. it's, it's, a, it's a big uh, event. And, and a lot of times it costs a lot of money to so throw true. it. And, and, if, and it uses a lot of the staff time as well. So there was an opportunity here to, to use, um, you know, things like Zoom early, early on anyway, when, before we were all so sick of Zoom, the idea of um, getting, getting more intimate little settings and, and really connecting people with the mission. Uh, I think that's the hardest part. When I've dealt with some nonprofits that deal with, you know, there, there are some causes that everybody backs, right? Everybody knows somebody who's faced breast cancer or things like that. And, and, and they have the giant walks. If you're dealing with, say, brain tumors or you're dealing with people who have intellectual disabilities, these are um, require a lot of money, uh, don't have a lot to show for it usually, but are really deep-seated needs. And trying to broaden the community beyond those who have just been directly impacted is, is a very tough go. So true. So true. I mean, I, I find that your, your point about galas and golf tournaments and the things that we quote unquote always do um, one, mm -hmm. you know, even before the pandemic kind of um, they're still relevant, but I think that, that, you know, we've been talking to nonprofits about just changing their fundraising model where it's not about two major moments in time throughout the course of a year, but it's about a million little moments in time throughout the course of the entire year to your point, to make that connection, because you have to make the mission and its impact on the community so important and relevant to the folks you're trying to target, whether it be corporate donors, individual donors, major gift donors, um, as important as possible. So they feel the connection to the mission. And, and it's growing harder and harder because one, there's so much information out there available to us within a, a single 140 characters on Twitter or a, a text message, right? Um, but also the fact that um, you know, there's more and more nonprofits because the, 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 the mass media has really shed a light on a variety of, of just complex, deep and integrated issues that need support, which is why these nonprofits are, you know, are being created and popping up. And it just allows, uh, you know, for us, the end user, I guess, so, so the, the, the target for, for donors, you know, where do you spend your money, right? It's just one of those things where I, I'd love to give $100 to a million different uh, organizations, or do I just give a million dollars to one organization? So it, it's it's a great position for you and I to be in because as consultants, we can help them through in your on your end the strategy, the framing, and where we come into play is sort of the you know the 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 feet on the ground, the execution, and really getting the activation. So it's it's I love the challenge because it's it's mission driven and it's really impactful. So uh, this has been great. Any well, last bit? It's great yeah, about working with nonprofits is um, the people are passionate. They're passionate about what they do. Good point. You know, they're mission driven. Uh, they're willing to to dig in sometimes and, and really use the rigor 
that that you need to, to do that, but it's also the passion and the motivation that that, that really makes them fun to work with. Yeah, and it rubs off on people, right? You, like we have, we have we have we have one client that's in the veteran services space, and you know, I obviously have family members that are, have served and things of that nature. But I've never felt so connected to their particular mission in, in making sure that veterans, when they come back from service or even as they get older, have sure. all the services they need around them in in one stop versus having to go to different agencies for different things. So you feel that connection and having those people internally that just carry that flag and are so passionate about it is super important, but uh, yeah, this has been great. So before we wrap up, Barry, if uh, people are interested in your services and in, in, in nonprofits out there looking to connect with you, where can they find you? Well, so I have a, a website. I don't do a lot of marketing, but I do have a website. It's okay. horwitzandco.com. And okay. I only have one O in my last name. So it's horwitzandco.com. I do a monthly newsletter just to kind of throw some ideas out there and and you can subscribe to that uh, on that site. Um, so again, that's the, the two ways. Generally, the rest of my uh, connections have come from word of mouth and networking in that. But, but the website's my main vehicle. That's great. And I, I do highly uh, uh, recommend subscribing to the newsletter. I, that's, I hope Barry and I got reconnected a few weeks ago. I got his newsletter, some really good stuff in there. So uh, highly recommend it from yours truly. So please check it out. Well, Barry, this has been great. I really appreciate the time and uh, we'll do this again and we'll go through some other case studies, but I really do appreciate it. I appreciate it too, Don. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the PR Bunker podcast. Really enjoyed my conversation with Barry Horwitz and talking about the work he does with nonprofits and helping them through challenges and turning them into opportunities to raise money and, and drive volunteerism and really deliver on that mission. So really important work that Barry does and looking forward to hearing more from him down the line and the impact that his clients are making in the community. In the meantime, if you want to find other episodes of the PR Bunker podcast, please visit prbunker.com or you can find this podcast on any of the services that you prefer, Spotify, Apple, and the like. In the meantime, hit me up on the socials at Big Guy D. And until next time, I'll see you later.